0: Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always do. do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Living Sugar Free Lifestyle Show. I am your host, Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar free coach. And I just wanna say, I appreciate you so much for hanging out with me for this time. I hope you get some value out of it. I got some secrets to tell, and I hope that you find value in this because from my heart to yours, I just feel like what I have to talk about today is so important. And so many people don't realize this one little thing. And Y'all know, y'all know I put patterns together where other people don't see patterns. That's the very mind of an Aspie-wise. Sometimes, you know, people with Asperger's go off on tangents talking about stuff and other people would be like, what's the big deal? I don't see what you're saying. But we remember the thing from 10 years ago and we remembered the thing from a few months ago and remember the thing from the day and our subconscious puts the pattern together whereas most people really, really forgot about it. So, There's this thing, y'all, that I've been well into for a long time. And since I was in high school, you guys, and I'm in my 40s, not that I don't want to tell y'all how old I am just half time. I can't remember exactly. (laughs) But, y'all, I've been doing this for a long time from various different aspects. And I didn't even put it together like this at first. So I know some of y'all haven't put it together like this. And I see people striving and struggling and, you know, the very nature of how they teach us to strive and to struggle, to climb, to get success, the the, the tricks and the tools, even the things that people are telling you in quote-unquote classes nowadays where you'll, you know, take an online class, pay $500 or $5,000 to be part of some consulting coaching program. Nowadays, when I hear somebody say those words, it pains me. I cringe, you know, because there are a lot of really great ones out here, but they're few. I hate to say it. And so unless you really, really do your research and get referrals, <laughs> you're likely to get taken. You know, even if you don't feel like you got taken, you didn't get the value for what you really paid for it because really you could have got the same thing for free. There are programs and things set up by not just in your state, but in your state, but also, too, at the federal level to support small business owners and startups, Um, especially if you fall across various groups of categories of unique people. And don't, you know, sit there and pout because you feel like you don't and go, oh, well, that's not fair. You know, I'm just... You know, whatever. No, well, guess what? Do some research. Chances are because of, you know, some war that your parent fought in, you know, what college your parent went to, uh, what city you live in, not only just what nationality you might be or what diverse um, race you might be a part of, or if you're a female or if you're a veteran or just the list goes on, you guys, you can find something that relates to you. It just requires a little bit of work. Um, anyway, my point is there are programs, um, so you don't necessarily have to go run out and pay a consultant. If you have like 500 or $5,000 to throw it, just throw at the wall, if you will, there's other ways that you can invest that in your business that would be more valuable. I'm not saying don't hire a consultant. I'm just saying if you just got 500 or $5,000 to spend, you just want to make sure you're getting a lot of value for that money because if you can't pay more you're probably not really getting a top quality consultant. So anyway, you can ask me questions if you want to know more, if that sounded wrong. Y'all know I'm autistic. I say stuff wrong all the time, but my heart is right. And what I meant to say is not anything offensive towards anybody. It's meant to help you. So, you know, if you can't, you know, get the chip off your shoulder in order to listen, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of information for me because I'm not going to always say things the way you want me to say them. But I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to give it to you in love. And what I have to talk to you today about might require some of you to shift your thinking a little bit. I know because I've heard it. I've been there. I've, you know, from family members to friends and certain groups, certain socioeconomic groups and certain classes of people think certain ways about certain things. But quite frankly, that's why a lot of miss out on a lot of stuff. And so, you know, when I started my business, when I started my nonprofit organization, Better Me, Inc., my goal was to improve communities, businesses, and lifestyles one solution at a time. And doing that through social entrepreneurs, executives, uh, you know, uh, business builders and community builders and influencers and people who have the knowledge and the training in certain areas and who also get that you have to give back so they're willing to share it with others and not charge you what they would charge their you know top client for or participate in a in an event where they can give away a free class or you know d- donate a service or whatever that looks like it looks like different things for different people we have a lot of partners who are really really awesome provide classes through major um Corporate organizations and uh, for um, for suicide prevention and mental health and um, veteran readiness that that means serving veterans better uh, whether you're an individual volunteer a caregiver medical professional or whether you're an organization so I'm very proud about that it's been just a little over ten years and I'm very proud of the value that we provide and that we get back okay so. With that said, there's a lot of companies and organizations out here that don't get that. Not that they're bad people necessarily. Some of them are. A lot of them are, as a matter of fact. But even ones that are not, people who are just trying to make a living, who are just trying to build their dream and their vision, who just needed to hire some employees, who just need to you know, do some partnerships, part, uh, joint ventures and affiliate programs and what have you. A lot of those people are perfectly decent human beings, but they don't know. It's not their lane. They make doilies. They wash cars. They, you know, do tattoos. They sell shoes. They, you know, started a school or a church or whatever the thing is. That was their love and their passion, and that was based on what they were really, really good at, right? There are people who are like me, who are like you, who are you know uh, polymaths and who are you know multifaceted and 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 you know really good in different areas. There are people who served in leadership and now they just fix shoes or whatever. So there are you will find people who do one thing, but but they seem to have a lot of other skills and knowledge and even understanding and leadership skills and all that kind of stuff. Okay, but there's not a whole lot of people that. It's their special interests, right? That's what they're crazy about. That's what their obsession is. They get off on, you know, studying transformational leadership and um, cross-training and ways to, you know, serve organizations better. And the people that I know who do that, they're very cool people, by the way. Um, Those are the kind of consultants you want, not just somebody who's going to help grow your bottom line, okay? These people are going to grow your bottom line, but they're going to fix it from the ground up and not just put some Band-Aids on it. Um, band-aids don't last. Even if you make a huge surge of money tomorrow, you're going to be in worse shape down the road than you were when you started. That's what you get when you hire a bootleg consult. So anyway, um, I'm going to share something today that might, you know, um, rub a few people the wrong way because I'm kind of giving away something and I don't hear people often giving away. I'm going to tell you something that I don't hear people often explaining and it's kind of like elementary if you think about it. Um, Jim Rohn said everybody ought to take obvious one and obvious two in grade school, every human. And there's no such class, which is shameful. But there are certain basic things that are keys to being successful that, like, sometimes you find them out and you're like, wait a minute. Why am I just now finding this out at 20 years old or at 30 or at 40 or whatever? And um, I like sharing those kind of things with you because it's not fair that you don't know it. Um, So I'm going to share some things today about influencer marketing, um, social media, brand marketing. You know, back in the day when I first started, when I first started with social media in the very beginning days before I was considered a quote unquote influencer, you guys. And when I say that, I'm not patting myself on the back or bragging. I don't have nothing to brag about. There are people who have 100,000, 200,000, millions of followers on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. So my little 6,000, it ain't nothing. No, I mean, even if I calculate across all my social media platforms, what, maybe I come up with 10,000? I don't know. I The fact that I don't know shows you how little I really, really care. Would I love to have a million people following and buying my books and whatever? Sure, you know, and if it's meant for me to have that, then I will be there. But that's not what's important to me. That's why I say if, because if that's what's important to me, I would say it more definitively. But that might be a sidebar thing to what's important to me what's important to me is that the 6000 people that are following me are actually getting value and that that's tangible value that we can look at we can track it we can say okay this is the give back this is the return this is the mission and we are successfully doing the mission okay so um i'm happy to say that that that's what i'm focusing on i'm happy to say that that's what i see manifested right so you know when I say I'm an influencer, I'm just saying that. As a matter of fact, it took me a while to start articulating it out of my mouth because to me it sounds kind of snobby. But guess what? It's a fact. It is what it is. Um, major um, rating, internet rating websites have rated me as being in the top 10% of internet users. Um, influential in certain categories and areas. They don't do it like they used to. And certainly, my numbers from a year ago aren't what they are now, but they're actually better if you track on cred, which has been around since back then to now. So my influence score on clout and whatever the old sites are would be higher now than it was back then. So um, A, I think it's quality to be in the top 10% when you don't even have as many followers as, as most influencers do. Um, because it's all about quality over quantity, in my opinion, and that means that the people who are following me are active and engaging, and I'm engaging. Um, people know who I am. Um, my reputation is strong, etc. cetera, okay? So um, that also, to me, means that I'm giving back um, and sharing of myself because, again, when I started, there wasn't hardly anybody that I know now out on the Internet. You know, there are very few people that I know across the Internet, even if some of my know in real life, who were actually on the Internet back then with me. It was very lonely back then. Um, So I taught a lot of people. I shared a lot of people, whether taught directly, taught in group classes, taught by my example, taught by doing what I'm doing right now, sharing stuff like this right here, um, my network, um, and then them duplicating themselves over and over and over. So um, I'm proud of that. Um, And I can say it out loud proudly to you now and not be all like, oh, well, that sounds arrogant. No, that's what I did. That's my resume. That's my record. Um, So what I'm sharing with you now is kind of like it was back then where we were saying all this and people were like, oh, girl, please. Okay, that's what this thing is like. But sadly, this thing has been around longer. And... So every time something new comes about, and this is how influence marketing is, if you think about it, that's what influence marketing is for. When something comes out, something is created, something is developed, it's us influencers' job to try it, test it, kick the tires, tell them how to make it better, but then also to tell all of y'all, even if you're an influencer, influencers are influencing you, tell all of y'all how great it is. Because especially if you're an influencer too, then you're going to go try it. Because just because I tried it doesn't mean all the people in your audience tried it, right? And even if you're not an influencer, if you're a FOMO kind of person, right? You want everything that we all have, right? And I'm not making fun of anybody. You know if you fit into one of those categories. And I love that nowadays it's more accepted. They just use the hashtag FOMO. Because if that's you, then that's you. You know, accept it, whatever. Just be smart about it, right? Okay. So, influence marketing is when all of this circle of people that I'm talking about do what I just described. So, if you saw, I think it's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Is that it? I got to look it up on the break, you guys. But there's a movie um, that's just really cute. And it shows kind of like the whole advertising loop through this couple's eyes with them sort of being the influencers. And it's not even about the internet. So, that will show you how this has been going on long before the internet existed. So, I'm not gonna get too deep because we gotta take a break. I was about to go in a little bit further about um influence and how it's been around before the internet, but um you got you get the gist. That is what influence marketing is all about. That's what being an ambassador is all about. Um, and we'll talk more about that because remember, we're talking from community, business, and lifestyle. So we're gonna talk about community, how to be a good one, right? Business how to utilize it for your business or do it as a business and lifestyle and how it impacts your lifestyle because choice architecture is very, very important, you guys. Um, choice architecture is a thing. It is being used strategically by organizations, companies, um, etc. So it also needs to be a thing that you're aware of and that you use for your own self and your brand. So um, we're going to get more into this. We'll be right back after a break. Hi, I'm John M. Ketchum. I'm the author of The Zero's Journey, a modern day survival guide to weathering accidental enlightenment. And you're listening to The Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. Welcome back and thanks for sticking with me. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. And you are listening, in case you forgot, to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. I appreciate you guys so much, y'all. This is, like, so much fun for me. It really is. Um, You know, sometimes even things that you enjoy doing are going to make you nervous and uncomfortable, y'all. I started doing yoga recently, and, oh, my gosh, it is everything I ever thought it would be. Everything, everything. Everything. But it's so uncomfortable at first. You guys, not to the point of pain or injuring yourself or anything like that, because that's what I love about this three-week yoga retreat that I'm doing. Um, The guy is very good about saying, you know, don't stretch too far. Don't hold your neck down. Don't overextend. If it's too much for you, stop and all that sort of thing. But even still, even if you take it light, even if you do it the lazy way, it is very, very, very uncomfortable like because you're not used to sitting the right way even when i catch myself um and if you have ever been around a bunch of people who have back issues um who do this it's kind of fun but like when i was working like a work from home job where we had to work on the computer a lot Um, And we would be in a chat group and we would say something. If somebody started complaining about their back pain, that was a check reminder for all of us to sit up straight. Because, you know, as humans, as modern day humans, we slouch a lot. And it's very bad. It's very stressful on our backs, our bodies, our spines, and all of our other organs and whatnot. And sitting up straight, I don't even know if my voice changed when I did that. But as I was saying this to you, I sat up straight. But there's a way that when you sit up straight, you're not arching your back. You know, you're not overdoing it. Your neck is very, very loose. Your head is very loose. You're visualizing yourself kind of pulling up to the sky. You kind of holding in your stomach, putting your chest out. And all of that I learned from doing three days of yoga. So now, and, and these are things I really knew already from, you know, karate and ballet and modeling and all this stuff. But you have to be reminded of it. Um, muscles get lazy. And there's a way sort of if, you know, some young ladies learn this from their moms, you know, at a young age, holding in your stomach, it doesn't matter, you know, what weight you are, how much weight you've gained, it doesn't matter holding in your stomach is something that you just do all the time. It's a, it's a continuous exercise. It's a better way to breathe. It helps you with your posture. It also just makes you look, you know, more trim and fit in whatever you're wearing. Um, it's not about, oh, I just ate a hamburger. You're still going to hold it in your stomach. Of course, it's not as easy after you ate. But anyway, all that, the things we learn as girls, right? But it's very uncomfortable. Likewise, other things we do in life, they're going to be uncomfortable even when they're fun, even when it's your passion, even when it's something that you want to do. It's going to suck sometimes, you know? So that's just kind of the nature of what it is. And so before the break, I was sharing with you, like, like some if you will, 101 dictionary, sort of, for those who don't know. Because if you don't know, if you just got on the internet or if you just realized that you had it going on and that you were worthy of, you know, being an influencer or whatever thing, you know, there's a phase where we all go through that. And, and so then you got to go research. And what you go to research and read up on is not what it is, y'all. First of all... I need you to understand, if you don't know this already, that when you go to Google and begin to do a search, unless you put certain words in, you're not going to necessarily find the information that you're looking for. You are going to find the information that's being targeted at you. Not only that, you have now given the search engine keywords to target you with advertising from now on. So it doesn't necessarily... Matter um, what you're looking for. They're going to make easily available. They're going to make it make sense. They're going to make it seem like the best thing you ever had. Whatever offers they have available, they're going to start throwing at you. And suddenly it's going to seem like some divine influence that you happen to choose this thing over here when in reality it was chosen for you because those were the people who had the most money to push the most ads at you. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm not, I'm not saying that to tell you not to get on the internet or not to do your research. I'm saying that to say that even before you get on the internet to do your research, have a conversation or two, read a book, visit some places, make some phone calls, gather some pamphlets, write some things down, and then ask some other people, you know. Um, without making that person give you a dissertation on the subject or the process or whatever the thing it is that you're looking for, you can ask them what some you know, industry keywords are that you can use when you're doing your research. And that will help you tremendously because then when you go on the internet and do your search, I don't care if you're searching on Google. I don't care if you're searching on Amazon, eBay. These are all tools that people use with all of this marketing stuff to search certain keywords so that they know, okay, well, if I'm selling a product, let me use these keywords. Um, You know, if I'm writing a book or if I'm going to write some eBooks, I'm going to do some classes, what am I going to do them on? All this information is going into there. Okay, and likewise, you want to be that level of researcher. Um, um, <laughs> so, okay, so my PhD, you guys, when um, I talk about uh, my doctoral program, it's not like I was in a hospital learning how to do surgery on people. I'm not that kind of doctor. My doctoral program is a PhD program, which is essentially a researcher in whatever the area is. You are the um, theorist, scientist, laboratory, um, process-oriented side of the doctor um, industry, you guys. And in every industry, there's that. It doesn't matter whether it's medicine or um, science or politics or whatever the thing is. Um, um, so the, the PhD program is essentially a research program. So you learn how to um, uncover facts and prove theories. But this is something that everyone can use. Okay, so this, I talked before the break about choice architecture. And oh, let me say this, speaking of research. There are some things that I will say and I will not explain it because you guys, if you go back and listen to the early episodes of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, you will get a whole series on more details, um, more specifics about these topics that I'm talking about. So if it's general stuff, I assume that you got it already because I assume that you listened to the earlier shows. I can be redundant and the only way that I can move on and go to higher levels and add more information is if I don't keep talking about the same stuff I already talked about because I already sound like a broken record and like I'm beating a dead horse and I am beating a dead horse but you know we add some stuff to it <laughs> as we go along um so okay so here we are you guys There, I mean there is a whole like week-long series on influence community business lifestyle go back and check that out so here we're going somewhere else with this you guys so Let me back up because I'm kind of getting off track here, okay? So um, if you have any type of business, um, you want to do research. You want to find out what you need to do to be successful in that area. Even if it's something that you've done all your life, you still have to research different aspects of it. So there's that. So you want to be a researcher, it's a pain in the neck. Some people love it. Some people hate it. If it's tedious to you, don't worry about it. Get over it. Suck it up. You, it, it will get fun. You'll find something fun in it. Um, we'd all love to have somebody to do this for us. We'd all love to have an assistant. Oh, my goodness. It's great when you have an assistant. But you're not going to always have an assistant. You're not going to always be able to afford to have an assistant. Your assistant's going to quit, and et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to do certain things yourself. certainly in the beginning. So research is key. But you guys, take what I'm saying and relate that to your life. Because in a nutshell, we're doing community business and lifestyle, right? So with your personal life, even if you don't have a business, but also too if you do have a business. Oh, even more so if you have a business, you guys. Because with industrial organizational psychology, it's about going into the business, the organization, and taking a picture of various aspects of it without giving you a whole dissertation on that um but the additional part and what i love about it is not just that from the whole consulting thing you know the the boss the ceo the manager the leader whatever the business owner hires this consultant to come in and fix their business and you know oh my employees and oh blah blah blah, blah. but part of industrial organizational psychology is that you also have to come back and you also have to coach that leader because we realize now that the business developed the way that it developed because of the people who created it, you know, culture cannot be forced. It cannot be driven. Okay. It has to be fostered and developed. So what you do, others are going to do, you know, what that leader does is going to be duplicated. And it's ultimately, that's, what's going to become the culture of the organization. So if sexual harassment is rapid in your organization, then, uh, hello, Um, if children are always getting in trouble at school, you know, parents don't stand there and just shake your head and I don't know what to do with him. Change you. And I'm not saying you're doing anything necessarily wrong, but there still might be something that you can do differently for that child. Okay. So, um, let's, as leaders, we always have to look at ourselves first and that's in your household. That's in your marriage. That's in your friendships. That's in your families. That is in your business. Um, organization, I don't care if you're dealing with a group of volunteers, a church, whatever. Something can be changed about what you're doing or what you're sharing with those people, what you're giving to them, allowing them to be around in the first place. I mean, if you have a great team and you're planning on keeping that team and you don't want to fire nobody, then the only other option is to look in the mirror. (laughs) <laughs> okay and sometimes not firing people can be the thing that you need to look in the mirror you got people robbing you blind stealing left to right nobody ain't doing their job you tried everything and you just don't want to fire nobody you know or or sit sit volunteers down you know just because people aren't getting paid doesn't mean you let them run roughshod over your organization so all of that okay so Y'all take all that I just said and you're sitting there going, but I don't have a business. I don't have a staff. Well, guess what? Everything I'm saying is still true for you. Whatever your vision your plan and your dream and your goals are, if you're not doing them the same way you would do if you were working for whatever the company is that you would work, used to work for, then you're, you're, you're selling yourself short. You're sabotaging your own self. You're cutting yourself out of huge opportunities. You know, it doesn't matter what your thing is. It doesn't matter what your thing is and if you haven't read yet a mind to work that's a book by my girlfriend Francina harrison the career engineer she's a beast if you don't know her go connect with her Um, But this book, you can get it on Amazon. I've added it to my Amazon influencer page. Um, But it will go more in depth on what I'm talking about from a work standpoint and from looking at your own personal brand um, just as highly valued and as serious and putting as much into it as you did when you had a nine-to-five job that was paying you a paycheck. Looking at your job search in that way, your career and all that kind of stuff, she really goes into it. And it's really great. I endorse everything she said in that book. So go read that. so yeah, okay, so getting back to you. so we're talking about influence marketing, brand influence, um, affiliate marketing, um, referrals, ambassadors, um, you guys, I, 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 there's so many different like programs and things and that I could lump into this pool. so do not think that whatever it is that you're doing or, or whatever it is that you're about to do doesn't fit into what I'm talking about. It does. I might have forgot to name a couple of them, but it's all the same, okay? So if you already know all what I'm talking about and everything I've already said, thank you for sticking with me. I'm going to move on now. That was just kind of a catch-up for everybody who didn't quite know the ins and outs of what this stuff is that we're talking about here. But for all of you who do, this is the real meat of what I want to share today, you guys. For all of you who do know what I'm talking about. Oh, and one more thing for those who don't quite get it. For those who don't quite get, if you do know about influencer marketing, if you are an ambassador affiliate influence marketer, um, or if you want to be, or if you did it before offline and all that kind of stuff, and you think that what I'm about to share with you is hogwash, I want you to think about endorsements. I want you to think about celebrities and basketball player endorsements. And I want you, or football player endorsements, or whatever. All kinds of people are getting endorsements now, right? Um, and then I also want you to think about modeling and sm- spokes modeling, okay? Brand representation. It is all the same bag, okay? Now, who am I to say that, okay? I studied... Um, I studied public affairs at the Defense Information School at Fort Meade, Maryland, as a broadcast journalist, 46 Romeo, in the Army. And if you didn't know that I was the first female voice of the 3rd United States Infantry, if you saw somebody else saying that they were, they were lying, I was there 10 years before she was and whatever. Okay. Not going to get into that. Read my book if you want more details. Um, But. That was my job. I was the public affairs specialist. I wrote press releases. I helped to implement um, and grow the tour program at the cemetery, Arlington National Cemetery. I was a press liaison for various reporters. And then I was also a speaker where I narrated and gave little talks and. Interviews and different things like that during my time there as a representative of the 3rd Infantry, the Old Guard, which is the Presidential Honor Guard. Members of that unit work at the White House and the Pentagon tours and different things like that if you ever see things on the news where you see soldiers in uniform usually they're honor guard soldiers from the various units around there they all go to defense information school not just the army Um, but if you see the army dress blues you'll notice a buff strap which is the thin leather strap that goes around the shoulder and it's like um, um, if you don't know what a buff strap is it's like a thin leather strap Right, and it's black, and then it has little beige um leather woven throughout it, okay, so that's how you can identify the old guard, the honor guard, okay. I was in that unit, and I did public affairs training, okay that allowed me to work at the Pentagon, so you That's kind of like, I don't know, can you get more public affairs training than that? I don't know. Even though at the time when I got out of the military, I was told by major broadcast networks that the training didn't translate. It does, because now there are people from my school easily doing those jobs. But back then, whatever, it was an issue, and maybe I didn't translate it well. I don't know. So, um, you know, I did that, and then when I got out, I finished my college degree as a um, um, Bachelor of Business Administration with a concentration in marketing, okay? And I do not have an MBA. However, I did also go to school in the MBA program. Um, and that sneaker training thing, it's like a video game. You guys, it's like playing Township, but it wasn't as advanced back then like it is now. It was just grids and um, and um, spreadsheets and you know a, a boring old screen or whatever um but i won that game i won that game for my class i won that game for my school and i won like on some national level so <laughs> When I talk about this stuff, y'all, I think I might know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Oh, and I also worked in retail for 20 years, worked my way up to management at a very, very young age, got many, many awards, always had the lowest shrink in my store. Um, And my last store that I worked in, which is a perfume store, is all remodeled, million-dollar glass, tile, marble, plaque on the wall. That's mine. I did that because I took that store to a million-dollar store with no shrink, negative shrink even, you guys. So if I, I, I'm not bragging, I'm just giving you my credentials on why I can speak on the thing that I'm speaking on. Okay. So um my parents uh I was in a military family and and I don't know oh, oh, and my grandfather was a brick mason and, and a builder and he built a lot of the buildings in Charlottesville and, and I think that kinda made um His son's entrepreneurial and his daughters, they're all military and entrepreneurs. And they had like one of the first black radio stations and whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's in my blood even before all of the school training. So I've always, I think, in the back of my mind, even though I had aspirations of certain jobs, you know, I wanted to be an attorney and I've always wanted to be a speaker and blah, 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 blah. But I've always had that entrepreneurial aspiration and done little things. And even when I was in school at a very young age, we did a little cute little thing where we, uh made these styrofoam snails um, and painted them. And then we had a little comic book and, you know, all kind of little stuff like that, right? The lemonade stand. So from a very young age, I've been aware of a certain type of way of doing business. And I feel like it's lost on a, a whole segment of people. And for those of you who are influence marketers and affiliate partners and you know, there's like 10 ways to Sunday to make money on the internet just by getting a little piece of change from a bunch of different directions. But it takes a lot of work. And oftentimes what happens is a business or a person will start coming across as looking as looking like just a marketer rather than, you know, Joe Blow, expert, you know, um, expert um, Motivator, coach, um, you know, business builder, whatever, people, you guys, everybody has something of value in them. Everybody has a brag story to tell like I just did. You got one. You can sit there and make a list of all the great stuff that you've done and the things that um, go together, that relate to each other. That makes a nice little story for your why of why you're qualified to do whatever the thing it is that you're trying to do. Right? How do I sit here and tell you that I'm gonna tell you all about, you know, um, community, business, and lifestyle, and being a leader and brand building and whatever? But I don't have no experience in that. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna tell you about what I know. Okay. So um, if you're an influence marketer. Affiliate marketer, or whatever you got like 10 different streams of income that you're making off the internet and getting a piece here and a piece there. That's very smart of you. People do that, especially if you're doing it that You're doing a little bit of Bitcoin, you're doing a little bit of real estate. Great, wonderful. Then you ought to be even more open to what I'm saying. And maybe you already are. I'm talking to everybody. Okay. What happens is you get too caught up in whatever those partners and those brands are because it's a lot of work. So now you're running around chasing those things instead of doing what the whole reason why you got all those things going was so that you could make money, so that you could build whatever your dream is. I hope, anyway, I hope you weren't just chasing money. If you were just chasing money, chances are you're probably not in my audience. Whatever I say is going to work for chasing money. It just doesn't. Um, But if you do the things that I'm saying, money will chase you. You will never go without. You will never want for anything. You will, opportunity will always fall in your lap. You know, I don't always take all the opportunities that fall in my lap. I don't always take the money that chases me. Um, So it doesn't mean that you're just going to be a millionaire. But I'm saying money opportunities will chase you if you do the things I'm saying. Go back and listen to all the episodes. Do all this stuff. Money will chase you. Okay? So we're not talking about that. We're talking about building your dream. And... Yes, you have to have multiple streams of income. Yes, because if you're building your dream, if you're doing whatever it is that you love to do, you can't do it as well if you're always worried about money. You know, one of the worst things I hate for people to say to me when I'm on a conversation call or in person or at a meeting or whatever, and the very purpose of us meeting is so that I can help you with some solutions or figure out something having to do with your business or whatever the thing is. And people fix their lips to say, well, I got to pay the bills. And I'm like, like, what do you want me to do about that? Like, you want me to pay your bills for you? You know, you want me to give you an excuse to not do this dream that it is that you want to do that you came to me and said you wanted help with. You know, it's just it's a sabotaging our own selves. And it's amazing how when a person, a human person is sitting in front of you, you'll exercise that sabotaging of your own self by taking it out on that person and making that person the enemy as an excuse to not do what it is that you know that you were called to do. <sighs> Whew, Jesus, that was a lot. I might need to take a break right here, you guys, because I know this is hard to take. But I'm going to get there. I promise you I'm going to get to the point. I'm going to tell you the secret. I'm going to tell you how to pull it all together and stop being taken advantage of as an influencer, as an affiliate marketer. Stop stop, stop flipping cartwheels for pennies is what I'm getting to. Um, just stop. You know, It's better to build your dream from nothing and do it the best you can with nothing than it is to be jumping through hoops for a whole bunch of different people that ain't really doing nothing for you. We talk about that all the time when it comes to relationships and socializing, but people don't tell you this when it comes to your business. Yes, have multiple streams of income, but if you got 10 streams of income where you're jumping through hoops for all 10 of them, and they're not really doing anything for you besides giving you a few pennies here and there, and maybe sharing you every blue moon on their social media website and barely giving you a shout out, you're working too hard. So you've figured out some things, but you haven't quite figured out how to put it all together so that you can really, really have some income to build your dream, right? Well, I'm going to tell you how to do that here. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about it some more. We're going to come back after a break. And Morky says good morning. It wouldn't be right if she didn't before we got off the air. We'll be right back. Stick with me. Hey, what's up? I'm Daniel Chapman, a.k.a. 1202 Deuce Lee. And you are listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the Morning. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking with me. Okay, so we've been talking about influence marketing from various different aspects. Oh, and I mentioned a movie earlier, you guys. I couldn't think of the name of it. And I don't know why I always think of... Mr. and Mrs. Smith first, but it's not that one. It's the Joneses. Um, it's not Meet the Joneses. That's a different movie. I looked it up to make sure. It's the Joneses, you guys, and it came back. It came out in 2010. If you haven't watched that, go watch it. It's on um, Prime Video, and if you have seen it, go watch it again because it's funny, it's cute, and it's relevant, you guys. 2010, you guys, this movie came out, and they called it stealth marketing. <laughs> you guys we talked before on a previous episode about black mirror and that episode where the whole social media influence came into play i can't remember what that one is too i'm always thinking of stuff on the spot and i can't think of it but you guys we talked about on a previous episode um but just go watch black mirror it's like the second third episode maybe um (laughs) the stealthier you are the better you are at it but i'm telling you The more trustworthy you are, the better at it you'll be in the long run. Because as you'll see in this movie, being crafty and being stealthy ain't all about where it's at. Because if you do that and you're not being honest, um, first of all, being honest that you are getting paid for whatever information it is that you're sharing. That's why I'm not telling y'all about anything in particular today. Um... A lot of people are promoting stuff and acting like it's the greatest thing on earth and they don't say, oh, and I'm an affiliate partner. Which you should be trustworthy enough and your reputation should be such that people would know that you're not talking about it if it's not something that's legit. Or you say, hey, I'm kicking the tires. You want to go on this journey with me and go kick the tires with me? Then we don't know what might happen. But if I say you could trust it and take it to the bank, then you can trust it and take it to the bank. And if you don't do that, then you're lacking integrity. We're not talking to people like that, and we're not address we're not dealing with that today. Um, being stealthy is not where it's at, but it doesn't hurt to be stealthy. It doesn't hurt to be crafty and clever because sadly, there are people who are always going to pay for the two hundred dollar jeans and not the twenty five dollar jeans just because they cost two hundred dollars just because of the bling and the glitz and the glam. Just because it's hot and the thing to do. And you could tell them all day long that the $25 ones are better quality and, you know, gonna last longer and le- they're jeans. But let's just say whatever the product is is healthier for you. And they don't want the $25 one because it's $25. They just, in their mind, $200 is better. <coughs> or because whatever celebrity wore them or whatever. You're gonna always come across those kind of people. And you might, that might be your audience. And I'm not saying, anything. I'm not saying don't sell to those people. I'm not saying don't deal with those people. But it is our job as leaders and influencers to educate our audiences. If that's your audience, don't just take their $200 for jeans that cost $25. I'm not saying you shouldn't get paid. I'm not saying you shouldn't get a paid 100% return. Because like I said, there's always going to be people who don't want them unless they cost $200. But you have to decide what your Value is what your vision is and what your give back is and so whatever that is for you I'm just saying do it with integrity and pay it forward You know if you're collecting $200 for $25 jeans and then giving it back over there to the poor people Whatever more power to you. That's not my point here um, My point is is that you're going to always have people Who are easily influenced by things like what you see in this movie there is Room for that. There is a market for that, you know? Um, I'm not saying nothing against it. I'm just saying you have to have some substance behind it, too. And what I'm talking about here today is a way to put some substance behind the bling put some substance behind the glitz and the glamour. There's nothing wrong with doing makeup parties. There's nothing wrong with doing Insta videos and TikTok videos where you're showing people how you make your hair cute. You know, we're doing little dance duets. We're laughing. We're having a good time. The dog is on there. We're doing makeup tutorials and, you know, sexy lip videos and whatever else. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I'm just saying, if you want to put some influence behind it, that's real influence, that's lasting, that's based on trust and um, reputation. And when said product is no longer around, or said company decides decides to close their doors, your brand and your reputation is still standing. Any one of the partners, any one of the partners that we decide to partner with can close their doors tomorrow. It's not always because they lacked integrity or did anything wrong. People die. People go out of business, people shift vision and focus, people sell their companies. It could be any number of reasons that this company that was maybe one of your major partners or residual income or whatever is gone. Um, So A, you have to build your brand in such a way that your brand stands on its own. And B, you have to be able to stand behind your reputation. Because if you did it on a hustle and you did it on some fast-talking, you know, stealth marketing type stuff and there was no real substance behind it. Well, even though people might have jumped on board with it and they bought the $200 jeans and they love the $200 jeans, the next thing that you go and tell them about, they're going to still not believe you. They're going to still be leery of trusting your word because they remember how you did it last time. Now, they might love the $200 jeans and they wear them every day but they regret letting you talk them into buying some $200 jeans that weren't as high quality as whatever some other ones are now you see what I'm saying so let's put some substance behind it let's don't just be influencers and influence marketers and, and ambassadors and whatever else and great somebody paid us a lot of money and they gave us an endorsement and we told all of our friends and everybody believed us and everybody jumped on board and that made us even more popular but Where's the give back in that where is the you know where's the trust and the value in that you know um, so let's you know let's take a long hard look in the mirror and let's you know let's think about you know what are we sharing what are what value are we investing in others you know or are we just you know trying to go on popularity and capitalize on that if if that's if that's all for you i would I would challenge you to take a long hard look at yourself look in the mirror look at whatever it is. That you have been through that caused you to be to that point where for you it's all about, you know, taking people's money and getting what you can get for the moment. Because in the long run, that makes for a very unfulfilled existence, a very unfulfilled life. Um, you know, you might have been kicked in your teeth so many times that you just feel like you're going to get them before they get you. You're going to make all the money you can. You're going to get all the hits and all the follows you can. And, you know, every man for himself. But in the long run... That's, that doesn't lead to happiness. It does not. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, go watch that movie. It's hilarious. And um, we're going to talk about translating influence marketing into something more lasting. Um, and what is influence marketing? What is this ambassador stuff and all this stuff? What doesn't fall under the umbrella of you guys? These people call it stealth marketing. You guys, guess what? It is all network marketing. All of it. (laughs) I'll pause right there for a fact. Network marketing is a lot of different things. It's done a lot of different ways. Um, Real estate companies use it. Cell phone companies use it. Makeup companies use it. A lot of the major brands that you know about use it, even if you don't know that they're using it. Even, um... Within corporations, oftentimes the people who are uh, distributing the products for the corporation, you might even be able to buy these products in stores. Um, but the people there are people distributing the products um, as affiliates. So um, it, it just looks a bunch of different ways. And um, so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how you can capitalize on that industry, on that form of distribution, and what it looks like best for you. You know, you, people do all kinds of stuff, you guys, work from home type stuff. It doesn't matter if you're a work from home person or if you're a go out and hit the pavement type of person. This can work for you. Um, the harder you want to work, the more money you're going to make in anything. It doesn't matter if we're talking about just doing affiliate links or if we're talking about um, full-on joint ventures or whatever it is, the harder you work, the more money you're going to make because hopefully you're going to do some research and find out the best ways to do it um, because busy doesn't necessarily mean productive, you guys. Um, but if you are productive and you put your nose to the ground and work hard, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be successful at it. But I'm just trying to show you some ways that your, your hard work can yield you more returns um, just by you looking at it from different aspects. Um, Community, business, and lifestyle, it all goes together hand in hand. So you should be killing two birds with one stone as much as possible. What you're doing for your community, if it's good, you're going to also do for your business. If it's good, you're going to also do for yourself and your family, right? So um, finding ways to uh, multiply our efforts, duplicate ourselves, spend less money, spend less time, spend less gas having to do things, all this stuff. Um, managing our time more wisely, all of this is rolled up into this one little bundle that if you can wrap your mind around what I'm talking about, then you might be able to um, shift some things in your life in a major, major, major way. Okay? So we're going to talk more about that when we come back from the break after a brief moment. Hi, this is Lee Grissom, the author of KLS9 and Saber 6, and you're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. All right, y'all, welcome back and thank you for sticking in there, you guys. Um I'm trying to build this point up slowly cuz I just didn't want to, you know, lose anybody by overwhelming you with this I think for some mind-blowing information that I'm about to share with you okay so hopefully I gave you a good foundation if you didn't know any of what I was talking about and hopefully if you know what I'm talking about and you have negative connotations of it you'll think differently after everything we've talked about here okay so you're an influence marketer you're an affiliate marketer you're a brand builder relationship builder marketer blah 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 whatever okay public figure I don't care what it is. I don't care what your business is either. You could be a business consultant or a jewelry designer or a a makeup artist or a hairstylist. And you, as a person, fall into this category. Why? Because eventually, you're going to make partnerships. Now, you're going to have some partnerships that you can't really do without, like the people that you get your supplies from, right? You have to get your supplies from somebody. But doesn't it make sense if the people that you get your supplies from aren't just whatever was cheapest or whatever was the biggest name brand, but something that you believe in, that you've been using for a long time, that you're proud to tell people about and take pictures using and sort of telling the story of who you are as a brand builder, an influencer, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a community builder, whatever... You're just showing people how to do what it is that you did, how you do it, how they can do it, and thereby increasing your income because you're also getting a return, getting residual income off of that time and energy that you spent sharing your story and your testimony and your experience of this awesome product or service. Now, take whatever it is you do and apply what I just said. I don't care if you are, hmm, oh my gosh, y'all, I can apply it to everybody. You're a finance advisor. You have partners who are realtors and 401k people and investment companies and, insurance people and et cetera, et cetera, etc et etc why because you all have a sphere of influence and you guys share clients and 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 at events you, one person pays you have the other person speak somebody else brings donuts i don't care if you're a real estate agent you can take everything i just said and you can apply it you might be a dentist you have products that you use right let's say you don't have a business let's say you're not a professional let's say you're a mom but clearly, if you're listening to me, you are on the internet, you have an audience, okay? So, what brand of diapers and 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 what kind of food do you feed your kids? And, you know, you travel, what, what kind of suitcases do you use for your family, your shoes, whatever, etc., okay? People use stuff to whatever extent, services to whatever extent, where do you get your hair done, etc. All of these things are what? the whole influencer marketing thing is made up of. Now, it's become such a hypey hype thing that, yeah, we have a lot of people who are promoting a lot of stuff. They don't know nothing about it. They don't believe in this stuff. It's poison. You know, doctors are are hacks, all kind of foolishness, you guys. But like I said, this has been around before the internet. It ain't going nowhere. Um, Everyone knows in marketing and in business that the best form of, marketing is referral a friend tell a friend um so take that and apply it to whatever okay the more you can the more you can just share of yourself and whatever great um ideas tools information that you have with others the more impact you're going to have on your community and your friends and the more they're going to tell others and that's the more you're going to grow right um sure you can buy ads, and pay for strangers, Um, but you're more likely to grow when the people who know that you're trustworthy see whatever the thing is that you're talking about, right? That's what influencer marketing is all about. Yeah, there's people who have hundreds of thousands of followers that are doing it, but they grew those hundreds of thousands. Some of them just paid for, but (laughs) the legit ones grew those large following based on A small network, a friend telling a friend, getting a group of people together, proving it, proving their brand, um, sharing it with others, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So what if instead of spending your time and energy researching um, random brands that have affiliate programs that'll give you a link to... You know, give your friends a discount. You got to manage that, right? And uh, you're going to get discounts on the stuff you buy. Y'all, that's pennies. And then they might share you on their page and then you get some whatever. A, that's pennies. B, that's chasing paper. You got to have a whole bunch of list of those um, to really turn a profit. And, yeah, some people are doing it and they're making big bucks, you guys. But I've been in some of those classes and they're hustles. That's not influencer marketing because... If you're if you're teaching me how to write ebooks about stuff that I don't really know about um, and then go buy ads to promote the ebook that's not influence marketing that's not it's not based on your rep- reputation it's not based on your network your ne- your community so that's not what I'm talking about that's something different that's not this conversation that's somebody else's class you got to go take because there's a reason why I don't do them kind of classes and I don't do that myself you know and yes I have built up the whole affiliate thing with all the different affiliate companies. There's one through Google. There's several other ones, uh, double click performance and all these different things where you can sign up and become an affiliate partner and you can host ads on your website for major brands and corporations and stores and, and you can make some change doing that. But it's a lot of work. If your brand is something else, you're going to have to hire somebody to do that because personally, I couldn't keep up with that. That's why we don't have that stuff on our website because then when the ad gets old, somebody has to be paying attention. You know, somebody has to, you know, maintain that stuff and it's a lot. Um, That's not what our priority is. That's not what's important. And if it's not yours, then I'm here to tell you that it's not enough money for it to be worth it for you to be spending your time focusing on that. Um, But I've done it before, so I'm not saying this to be sour grapes. Like I'm I'm saying this because I can't. Um, I did achieve that. I did get enough hits on the website, get accepted, and all blah, blah, blah. I won't give you a dissertation on that either, but it's also hard to get into. (sighs) By the way, side note, I built up the ability to be accepted to those by providing value to my audience because otherwise you won't get the traffic on your website to get approved. So this is about quality and this is about providing value and this is about reputation and really, really um, knowing what it is. I mean, it's great if you do something. Let's say if you have a guilty pleasure or some brand that you use. Okay, you're a fitness nutrition professional, but every night you eat M&Ms or whatever. You're, you're not on the internet posting about your M&Ms, okay? Um, and why would you? Don't keep that to yourself. Who cares? I mean, I'm not saying every now and then don't, you know, let the cat out of the bag and be like, you guys, I'm not perfect. Look what I just ate everybody's got to do that. We've got to be vulnerable. We've got to be honest. But I'm saying, why are you giving MMs free pub every night when that's not even what your brand is about? And I love m ms That's why I use them as an example. I wouldn't use something I don't like, but I love m ms I don't eat them like that, but you know, I'm just saying it's an example. I see this. I know what people do. Um, your valuable real estate online is your valuable real estate. You're not going to come let people stay in your, um, your 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 investment apartment that you have that you don't live there. You live in a house, but you have an investment property. Or you're not going to let people come stay there for free for the most part. You might let a friend or whoever, but mm, I don't advise it. But anyway, <laughs> you're not going to let people come stay there for free. So don't let people come and squat on your social media for free or, you know, don't put brands out on your social media for free. There are sometimes brands that Or products that, you know, I did this thing and it was so great, you guys. And I just have to share it. I'm going to share this thing. I'm not getting paid. I'm not an affiliate person. They don't even offer it. I'm going to tell you about it because it's awesome. And I'm going to do it anyway, even though um, they're not going to pay me for it. There are some things like that. I can't be an affiliate, you know, partner for everything. You can't even. So there's that too. Um, And so with all that said, you guys, I want to open your mind to the world of, network marketing. If you already know and you got three network marketing companies you're working at, kudos, good on you. Keep listening. There's more. If you've worked with network marketing companies before and had negative experience, keep listening. I'm telling you that whoever you worked with and whoever taught you was doing it wrong, okay? Um, if you've never done it because it sounds fly by night to you, then you definitely need to keep listening because you are really who I'm here for today. Um I don't want to be on here too much longer y'all, but I'm going to take my time and share the importance of this with you. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of information about it because now after you hear this today and after you hear everything I've said today, it's going to be your job to go and do some research. Look at your life, put a plan together, speak some things into existence and decide what this looks like for you. This is not a commercial. I have multiple affiliate programs that I'm a partner of. I'm an ambassador. Um I'm a brand ambassador. Some companies that's all they offer is that you can have a link and when you tell people about it because, you know, certain things I love so much, I'm always talking about. Them. So why not? Why shouldn't I have an affiliate link? Okay? Um why shouldn't I be able to give my friends a $25 discount or 25% off? Okay? That's going to be there. I'm not saying shut them all down. I'm not saying don't get any. Always look for an affiliate link for your favorite products or items. But what I'm talking about today is on a more um, solid level. More solid level of um, use from a self-care, sustainability standpoint, and a more solid um standpoint, from the standpoint of, um, residual income and from, um, um, investing in a partner brand, if you will. And if I get too specific, then I have to be careful in my language. So I'm not going to get too specific. I'm not even going to really talk about what the brands are that I partner with. You know, normally on a show, I would give you the examples, um, but I'm not going to do that today because you can go to, um, sugarfreecoaching.com you can click on refers and you can see the ones I have there now I'm going to add a couple of more here shortly Um, but you can start there you can also go to um any of my social media platforms, hopefully you're already following me. If not, follow me if I don't follow back quee. if you're so if your social media isn't up to par, then I might not follow you back right away. I might need it you know, and when it comes to social things, I'm a little slow, you guys. That's why I manage my social media with such care because I have to make it easy for myself. okay, This is an accessibility issue. Don't be offended. I have to be able to keep up with people because I want to be able to say, I know who these people are. Hey, go follow this person. Hey, this person's great at this. Hey, thanks, y'all. I know who you are, whatever, okay? I don't follow back a bunch of spammy-looking accounts. And I don't follow back a bunch of political hype accounts because I just don't trust that they're not bots, okay? But if you're a real person, it doesn't matter what you do or what you're talking about. I don't care. I don't judge. You just shout me out and let me know it's you, and I'll get back with you. Um, send me a message and let me know that you're interested in knowing more about my specific partnerships if you want to work with my team any one of them and that's from a you know um network marketing standpoint that's from the standpoint of the living sugar-free lifestyle show um that's from the standpoint of txnl and better me inc whatever it is you guys um we're open and would love to have anyone who is interested in being part of the um wonderful goals and vision that we have to be a part of it so send me a message if you're interested but this is just you know general information for you okay because everything's different for everybody and I'm not saying everybody should do things exactly the way I do them I'm just sharing with you some things that you can think about and and, and apply this to your own life your own business your own community okay just consider for a moment You've got these ten affiliate companies. Great, you get a little piece of change back when your friends share your link, and maybe you got hundreds of thousands of followers, and so that happens to you quite quite frequently. Maybe you got some ebooks going, real estate, blah blah blah, whatever. But if you're doing what I said, and you always should, you guys, even if we're talking about to the extreme of a sales job or a marketer, if you're not drinking the Kool Aid, like I said earlier, you're writing ebooks about stuff you really don't know about, and then you're selling it to. That's a different kind of thing. Okay, If you are claiming to be an influence marketer, how can you not drink the Kool-Aid? How can you not actually be a user of whatever the thing is that you're talking about? And if that's the case, why aren't you getting paid off of everything? Well, because that's a lot of work, right? To go run around and get a bunch of different affiliate codes and partnerships with every little thing that you use. Right, exactly. That's where network marketing comes in. Why not have everything that you use pay you back. You get a discount on the products. You get paid if someone else buys it because you're talking about it. You get extra bonuses. And if you don't have a brand or a business that you are focused on right now, you can dive headfirst into whatever that network marketing company is and maybe you'll even get a free car. Why not do that? The whole concept, That network marketing is fly-by-night is one of those conspiracy, the masses, bless your heart for being kept in the dark so well. Because I have seen it with my own eyes, I have known some people, um, I have met some people, I have have experienced it myself, I've experienced the good and the bad, and I, I know the ins and outs and you know I've 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 been I've been dabbling in network marketing so long that when people walk up to me in the mall and try to approach me with network marketing, I can put money on it and guess what company that they belong to. <laughs> Y'all know that. If you have if you have a negative um feeling towards network marketing, it's probably because you've been approached by somebody and kept in the dark about where you were going, and then you got to a meeting, and then you got high-pressure sales. But do you know that I will never, ever have that happen to me, ever because I already know it when it's kind of already know I know what it looks like when I see it in the newspaper like let's say if I'm searching for a job I know what it looks like then because there's version versions of it that you might not even identify with as network marketing because it's a newer company and the way they're doing it is to have people come to a room for a job. It's all kinds of stuff out here and I don't like that and I don't deal with companies that do that I have before I know what it looks like and it's not right um, So be yeah be leery of that be very leery of that but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that every major company from Sprint cell phone company to um, Sony uh, music company to Comcast to, you know, Makeup, Mac, Estee Lauder, every company, every major company on the planet has figured out the best way for them to market their products is through a form of affiliate marketing a form of referral marketing, a form of network marketing. Do, you, do y'all know that all of the other categories, everything that we've talked about on this call, on this, on this, on this show, on this podcast, however you're listening, if you're listening live and it's a call, if you're you know, listening to it on a podcast platform, whatever, y'all, every form that we've talked about, it's all network marketing. Think about it. What is networking? It's telling people, right? It's connecting with people. It's communicating. It's getting to know people. It's sharing things through a network. Right. And so all of these other things have been built on that concept. But this one old old one people are missing out on because they have a negative connotation of it. And a lot of young people are running head first with this affiliate marketing thing. And you're doing all manner of stuff just to get 40,000 followers so you can get endorsed by some brand and get taken. Y'all fired. Greatest party that never happened. Need I say more? Go watch that documentary if you have. It's hilarious. Okay. Don't be, don't, don't be one of those people. Don't be somebody that pays $6,000 for some party just because some models were on a yacht popping bottles and you don't even know who the people are that are throwing the party and then the party never happens and you're out your money. And if that happens to you, <laughs> charge it to the game and don't tell don't complain about it. Laugh at yourself. Okay? That's choice architecture knowing what you're spending your money on doing a little bit of research um, being a good consumer is also being a good community member because as an influencer it's your job to go kick the tires and tell people if it's all right and if it's if it's legit okay so um, as an influence marketer doesn't it make sense for you to partner with a company where you can get a bunch of products they're products are used they're good for you they're good for the environment they work you love them you know they smell good they got everything you need they're delivered to your house um you're saving money and um and and what i mean there's like that's like such a no-brainer um a lot of times through the fall and the winter when people were getting sick i was dosing um um um, essential oils. Every kind of way that I could figure out a way to use an essential oil, I was researching and finding out how I could use an essential oil because a lot of the over-the-counter stuff that we buy is is based from essential oils. You, know, you have to be very careful. You can't just drink essential oils. You can't just ingest them. It's not good for you. It's too much. It's too strong. But that in and of itself tells me that, oh, let me go check out some different recipes and remedies of what I can do with them how I can make sure that I'm getting enough dosage of the stuff internally, whether it's breathing, inhaling, it's, you know, whatever, all of that. Go research it. There's experts on that stuff. I'm not an expert. I ain't even gonna tell you what I do because you ain't supposed to do it. But while everybody else was sick, I wasn't, you know. Um, let's talk about fitness, you know. There's fitness models and fitness coaches and you know i've been a fitness coach i've been a fitness instructor i've been um you know i've been involved in the fitness industry probably since i was an adult and i've tried it a lot of different ways and i'm not a gym goer and if you go to the gym you better figure out a way to get a kickback cuz going to the gym is expensive but if you're like me and you don't like going to the gym um figure out a way to do it from home you know and do that, get healthy, get motivated. There's so many other benefits to it, just empowering yourself and building your courage and your confidence and et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and do that and get paid off of it. Share it with others. You know, let that be uh, uh, an additional income while you're building your brand. Your, your goal brand might not have anything to do with fitness and getting in shape, but maybe you just want to be healthy. But that also gives you more credibility for whatever the thing is that you're trying to do. You guys, I mean... This is not a dig at anybody, but if you are any type of motivational leader, coach, person, and you're telling people what to do, the very first thing you need to do is take a look at yourself. Make sure that your mind, body, and spirit are together. Because if you are struggling in your mind, your body, and your spirit, how are you going to tell me what to do? I'm not judging y'all. I'm just saying, I look at that. I wouldn't even let a man uh, (laughs) fill out my VA VA, uh, claim for me because he looked like Mr. Brown. You know Mr. Brown? Off the Meet the Browns, Tyler Perry's TV show. That's what this man reminded me of when I walked up in the um, VA hospital and this man was the person sitting at the desk talking about he was going to help me file my claim. I was like, what could he possibly do for me that I can't do for myself? I don't care what kind of issues I got. He's struggling worse than I am. He's struggling to get himself together worse than I am, so why would I allow him to represent me? You see, I don't care who you are. That's how you're going to think. I mean, if you you spend your money wisely and spend your time wisely and invest wisely, that's what you're going to think. Judgment is not a bad thing. We are given judgment for a reason and discernment. When we go into a situation with somebody and we give them our money or entrust them with our stuff and they already look a hot mess when we walked up to them and they don't do right with our stuff, well then what do you expect? Just saying. And I'm saying whatever a hot mess might be something different to you than it is to me. I might look a hot mess to you. But don't let me manage your stuff then because I'm probably not going to do it the way you would want me to. Birds of a feather and all that kind of stuff. I don't care. If you look at me and I look a hot mess to you because my hair is natural, I don't want to do your stuff. We're not on the same plane. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's how birds of a feather, you know? So, don't go into a situation looking at the person like something ain't right about them, but then you just give them your money anyway. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, look at the stuff that you do every day, look at the products that you're using. First of all, don't use garbage. Don't keep putting makeup on your face that's garbage. Don't keep eating foods that are garbage. And then if you, you know, are doing stuff that's good and you're, you're utilizing stuff that's good and you're happy with it and it's good, then go get that affiliate code and share it or become a partner of the organization. And share it with others and help others build a business from it and get healthy and well and use smart products that are smart, good for your skin, good for your hair, safe on the environment, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. It only makes sense, y'all. It's like a duh to me. Like, why would I jump through hoops um, trying to be an affiliate of 10 different companies when I could get everything from one? And when that one company is, you know, faithful Okay? Been around forever, you know, doing right by the environment, and their products aren't going to kill me. It's a no-brainer. And y'all notice I didn't even say what my companies are, because it's not about that. There's a lot of them that are really good, you guys. I've been a part of a lot of network marketing companies, a lot. I have. You would be surprised if you read my book, I think. I talk about it in my book, but I will come to your company. And I will teach a class about this, and I will show people how to do network marketing better, and it don't have to be one of the companies I work for. I don't care, because I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And I've been doing it for a while that I don't even really talk about it like this online, because for a long time, they didn't want you doing that, um, You know, the internet was so new and when you, just like any other company, when you partner with a company, there are things, you have a certain responsibility, you know, to that brand to do things the right way. And even if you are operating with integrity, that's not all of it. You have to do things the way they say do it. And they don't want you just using their brand and their logos any kind of way. So you have to be mindful of that. And so I have to be mindful of that. So I can't just tell everybody all the time all about what I'm doing and say, hey, come on over here and do what I'm doing. You know, and this is what it is. I'm not. No, that's not what this is about. I'm telling you, find something. Find something. Find a good team. You know, you might go the long route. Go like I went. You don't want to know what I'm doing. You don't want to hear more about this. You want to go investigate it and research it for yourself. And you might go through all the companies I went through. And you're going to find some are better than others. And you might stop at the first one or the, or the second one. And you might make a killing. You know, um, kudos and bravo to you. And I want to hear about it. You make sure you come back and tell me. Um, there's a lot of good ones, you guys. And they're not even all in competition with the ones that I'm affiliated with. Um and I will help you if you got questions. I love it if you are if you partner with somebody and it's not a conflict of what I shared in my group, I love a good network marketing success story because so many people would never ever ever be able to achieve the things that they have achieved without it. you know you can't just start a a business and and collect checks thousands of dollars and get cars and stuff like that just because you started a business out of your basement or because you went and got a job or because you got some affiliate marketing link off the internet you're not gonna do it sorry the only way I've seen it done is through network marketing I've seen it time and time again I know people I know real life success stories and like I said there's a lot of good ones so, you know, um, even one of them that I think is a good one that is a conflict of what I'm doing now. But the reason I'm doing the one now is because it's more environmentally friendly and it's more um, safe for your skin. And that is a big deal to me now. Back then, we didn't know no better. But when you know better, you do better. But whatever it is, whatever your thing is, you might have one already. Y'all, oh, there's people in my network doing all kinds of stuff, jewelry and um, car stuff and you know, there's even companies, new companies, that even though they're small companies, they're doing their business the way a network marketing company does. Y'all, it's it's all good. Just make sure you do your research. Make sure that you talk to people. Find out, you know, what the pay structure is. Find out, you know, what the what's in the products, you know, because um, that's your reputation. It's taking it back. You know, whatever it is that your people trust you you to talk about and trust you to share. Share it, but get paid off of it. Because if you share stuff that's not really legit, then there's your reputation out the window, okay? If you um, don't get paid off of it, you're just giving your real estate away. So as much as possible, figure out a way to tie the things that you do every day, the things that you have to buy every day, into a marketing plan, into a, y'all, I'm, and sorry, let me clarify because, you know, even with one of the companies that I work with, you're not even supposed to promote the business um, opportunity because that's not what they're about. They're about these wonderful products. So if that's the case, you guys, when I say a marketing plan, I mean for yourself, I mean for your lifestyle, right? Where are you spending money and how are you spending money? Are you having to go to the grocery store all the time or to um, the drugstore all the time and buy up all this stuff? And then every time you go, you're spending several hundred dollars because let's just keep it real. That stuff is expensive. And then if you're a beauty person, then you probably buy a whole bunch more stuff besides that on the Internet, right? Or you get some kind of influencer shopping bag thing where you get random stuff in the mail. and You don't even know what you're getting, let alone do you know where it's made. Or do you have any type of referrals or references about it or anything? What is that doing for your reputation? Okay? It's not all about a hustle. It's not all about a side hustle. Building a quality brand is about long-term partnerships, trust, and, and, you know, you can say, hey, I've been trying this for a long time and it's good. And you can take that to the bank. Okay? If you can't say that, rethink your bag of partners and your bag of, um, you know, tools that you're sharing with others. And, um, you know, there's a couple of websites I partner with, fly-by-night websites here today, gone tomorrow. But guess guess what? When they come back, if A, I told everybody they disappeared, took the money. B, when they come back, I'm going to be like, guess what? They're back, y'all, and we're going to see what they're doing. A, because I want to keep an eye and make sure they're not taking advantage of nobody. But B, if they're onto something and they're going to spin out some millionaires, well, who am I to keep you from that, you see? But well, we're going to call it what it is, and we're going to talk about it real and have conversations, and we're going to have influencers over there kicking the tires. But if it's something where you can make some money, you can have an additional income, especially residual income, and it's just smart, I'm going to tell you about that, too. So if you want to know more about what I'm doing, get on over here and um, join one of my teams, um, and ultimately live Living Sugar-Free and General team. But if you just take what I said here today and just act on it on your own, high five to you too. Let me know how it works out for you. Um, And we'll always be right here. And if you um, are onto something that I don't know about, by all means, share. You know one thing I hate is when I find out about something. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is the bomb. How come I didn't know about it? And then when I get over there, I find out like people I knew were already over there. Don't be like that. A, don't be a hater and not tell people who you know are smart and would kill whatever the thing is that you're doing and you don't tell them because you don't want them to get ahead of you. But B, don't be so um, self-conscious or fearful that you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to tell her about that. She wouldn't want to do that. You don't know what I might want to do. And hopefully after this um, you know, after this podcast, after this talk today, you <laughs> you'll get the hint of that, okay? If it's good, share it. If it's not good, don't do it don't tell other people to do it that's the bottom line but let's be smart about this this is choice architecture do some research find out about some good brands and make smart buying decisions and help others to do the same okay that's all i have for today i think i yeah i think we pretty much covered it you guys um if you're part of my living sugar free reveal group feel free to spark a discussion ask me more questions if you're not um Find out how you can be. Go to sugarfreecoaching.com, anywhere on social media, Patreon, of course, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, We're doing some things differently in the new year. I hope you're a part of it. Um, But if you're not, um, it's no hard feelings. I hope you gain something from this. And I hope you um, use this to take your business to the next level. And uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again. Next week, we're going to do another Throwback Thursday. I didn't say the word not one time today, but y'all know this is a throwback. Because if you've read Living Sugar-Free Revealed, then I talk about a lot of this in my book. Um, Not in the detail that we talked about this particular subject today, but this is a throwback. Because I'm only telling you what I've been doing and researching over 20 plus years. So, it's good word. Take it and use it. I look forward to talking to y'all again soon. You've been listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with your host, Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Follow me everywhere I will follow back. I always do. And I'll talk to y'all soon.